time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, how are you doing this week? Great to talk with you. Doing well, Walter. Hope you are. Glad to hear that. I am, and we've got a great show on the way today. We're changing gears a little bit on today's podcast as we talk a little bit about what's happening in the news. Uh, we've got a couple of recent news headlines to cover, Glenn. Just kind of some things, some indicators that some might point to that you know there is uh, trouble ahead. Danger, Will Robinson, and we want to see if uh, these things indeed should be causing us a little bit of you know stomach turmoil as we kind of analyze them and think about our financial situation. Especially anybody approaching retirement in the next couple of years, they're probably hypersensitive to news like this and paying very close attention. So we're looking for for your guidance on these different subjects. One of the uh, recent news headlines was a recent survey that was done, Glenn, where Americans were asked what they believe is the biggest threat to the economy. The answer for more than half of the respondents, believe it or not, wasn't interest rates or growing student loan debt. It was actually the contentious political climate in D.C. I'm just curious if you agree if that's indeed the biggest threat to the overall economy. Well, Walter, I mean, that, that's in the eye of the beholder to some extent. I mean, you know, we know that all three of those items, right? You know, student loan debt, you know, rising interest rates. Obviously, there's a lot of contention, you know, going on in Washington and, you know, it, it, with, with everything that's going on there with the investigations and all the, all the politics that's being played. There's things across the globe, too, as we see, you know, with different things, uh, you know, nuclear threats here and there. And we got, you know, terrorism threats. There's many, many things that are on the horizon and I guess what I would say is that there's many gathering storm clouds, but we don't really know which one is going to be the one to kind of be the what creates something. And, and you know, and in, in, in terms of a downturn in the economy or or creating a, a big market correction or things like that, it's even possible that it's something that's outside of common awareness. You know, that's kind of underlying, that's kind of sneaking up on things. You know, but you really want to just kind of be aware that. In essence, I mean, where are we in this economic cycle? And we know that the things kind of bottomed out back in 2009, and here we are in 2019. So we've been, you know, 10 years without a real big downturn in the economy or in the markets. I mean, we've had a few scary patches, but but nothing that has been sustained on the downside. So, you know, we know that that's a what's a really long economic cycle, and we know that there's a number of risks. So we just need to be on high alert and be aware of that. And, you know, it's, as you say, you know, it's, it's probably more important for the folks who are within a few years of retirement or already retired because they're moving from and through the accumulation phase of life and into the preservation and distribution phase. And certainly we have to be a little bit more concerned or actually quite a bit more concerned about downturns and how we're going to manage our money through those cycles when we're thinking about taking money out versus, you know, putting money in when we're in accumulation. So, you know, all those strategies you know, need to come into play. And those are the kind of things that we need to be looking at in the economy, to, you know, for protection more so than maybe somebody who's in their you know, 30s, 40s or early 50s. 
I guess Does that on make sense? A, yeah, and I guess on a question like this too, there's sort of this. Uh, I don't know, like that question, if I were being asked that in a survey, could kind of, my answer would really depend on several different factors. I mean, just changing the angle just slightly might lead me in a different, you know, optimistic or pessimistic, you know, direction. So, I mean, if it's just truly, okay, the climate is contentious. I don't necessarily see how that in and of itself is going to threaten the economy. But if I may be worried about one party taking over and taxes going, you know, way up in the future and that being a big threat to the economy, it, to me, it comes down to one side being worried about the other side, you know, doing something that's going to sink the economy. And that might be why they're, you know, freaking out on that front. Well, sure. I think that's certainly a part of it. I mean, there can be partisan reasons and thoughts and, you know, and, and that other thing is, is that, you know, I mean, if there tends to be, you know, the more investigations there are and the more contention that comes up with that and really kind of distractions, you know, there are times when that can kind of spook Wall Street a bit because it's like, you know, it's, if everybody's paying attention to all the, the fighting and, and, and trying to, you know, survive the day and the, and the news cycle, then, you know, what about the, the bigger picture items that are going on in the economy and in foreign policy and those kinds of things? Sometimes it, it gets a little bit like, well, who's watching over all of that versus what's, you know, the day to day, you know, politics? Then that can create, you know, some you know, problems, too, when there's a lot of distraction for, all, for the people in power. Yeah, it's a great point, Glenn. So that's one concern, certainly, that a lot of people have. But as you kind of mentioned at the beginning, you know, if you're thinking about all the different bad news you can possibly hear as it relates to the economy and financials and those sorts of things, you know, that's just one of them. We look at other indicators as well. And not too long ago, there was a newly released report on construction spending, and it looks like it's been falling for the past several months. And, you know, I think next to the economy as a whole, or if you break it down, the stock market obviously is maybe the biggest newsmaker and headline maker, maybe right behind it, because 2008's not too far in the rearview mirror, is the housing market. How much should we be paying attention to economic indicators like, you know, construction spending and those things that you hear as sort of like a little one-liner at the uh, during the stock market report at the end of the day sure well no i mean those are important things to be aware of right and and no one headline in isolation is going to be something that is going to be the thing that triggers it right but there are things to be aware of right i mean that's certainly an indicator to see you know how much confidence there is you know with the folks who are building and, and moving things forward there's also you know situations where things might be healthy and maybe it declines a little bit just because there was such an increase you know previously that there's just some ebbs and flows what you're looking for is are there consistent reports that that's you know declining you know, for you know several months three months if it becomes six months nine months well, then, you know, all of a sudden you know, it's like, OK, this might be becoming a trend. You want us to see it. Is, is this a blip or is this something more than a blip? Is this kind of coordinating with some other, you know, uh, economic indicators that's kind of, you know, forming a, you know, a story that, hey, maybe things are slowing, you know, and then you have some counter uh, points that come across that say, well, no, things are kind of healthy. So you're constantly always looking at what's going on. And again, it's, you just want to be aware. You don't want to just you know, see one headline and go, oh my gosh, this means it's the beginning of the end because you're nervous. This just means you think, okay, just be aware. And, you know, and then largely, you know, you hope that, you know, that you can, you know, lean on your financial advisor to be, you know, w- you know, watching over these things and paying attention as well. And, and if there's something that's really to be, you know, concerned about that they're reaching out to you and, you know, and letting you know. 
Yeah, those are good points as well. Are there other indicators that you tend to look at, Glenn, or things that you kind of like to keep a close eye on? Do you kind of rank some of these things higher than others? Where, where do you sort of, what makes your you know eyebrows kind of raise a little bit and your ears perk up? Well, I mean, Walter, I mean, what's kind of going on right now is, you know, when, when we start, the thing that is bringing me up to that point of saying, okay, I, we need to be really aware of things is, is the general sense of where the markets are, right? We're at a place where interest rates had been falling and falling and falling for decades, right? You know, I mean, you think back into the late 70s and early 80s when, you know, they were at, you know, double digit you know, highs, they were almost 20%, some like CDs and things like that. And mortgage rates were, you know, in the, in the mid-teens and, and that kind of thing. And they've been falling for, you know, literally for, you know, like 35 years or more. And now we're reaching a point where they seemingly are bottoming out and they're starting to rise. And if we have, you know, an ongoing upward trend of interest rates, at the same time that the stock market is is closer at, at all time highs, that creates a scenario where you know both markets are vulnerable. And it used to be you know throughout a lot of the most recent downturns, you know back when you think of the dot com you know bust and you think of the two thousand and eight with the with all the crisis that happened there, that you know interest rates were higher then, and so as interest rates fall. That's a good thing for bond investors, you know, but with interest, if interest rates are rising, then that's a tough environment for bond investors. And so if you have a situation where both markets are vulnerable and it makes it harder to have a safe haven, that's more of an indication to me. So I'm, I'm looking more and more towards, you know, interest rates and, and you know, where the stock market's you know, traveling and, you know, and what is the news of just the, the overall economy, you know, saying, you know, hey, are, are things strong? Are things you know, weakening? Are things kind of, you know, leveling out? And it's more of a macro look at things. But, you know, I think when you're looking at the minute details, I mean, there's certainly things that you want to pay attention to. But the big picture is, you know, is really what tends to cause things to turn and, you know, and make big movements where we go from a you know, rising economy to a recession. And so that's kind of where I'm looking at how do those small pieces fit into the bigger picture. Does that make sense? We always have to keep that big picture in mind when we're discussing these kinds of things. No doubt about it, Glenn. And I think that's just really wise. Is this something that um, the kind of maybe uh, put a bow on the conversation, as I like to say? Is this something that people are worried about? Are they discussing recent news items and some of these indicators or just maybe the, the broader concepts here when they come in to meet with you in your office and start talking about their financial plan? Are people paying attention to these things? Are they really worrying them? And how do you kind of develop those conversations? conversations with folks one-on-one? So what I hear more of is just that it's not necessarily on specific indicators and things like that, of, you know, what's going on in the economy. It's just a general, you know, when I'm meeting with folks, you know, and particularly, you know, for the first time and, you know, we're, we're having conversation about, you know, where their plan is and what they would like to accomplish and things like that. Then talking to people who are either just, you know, they're in retirement or, or they're thinking about when to retire or they're within a few months or a year or so, you know, just that's like, my gosh, you know, we know that things are at highs, you know, where are we? We want to retire or we want to make sure that now that we have retired, that things are going to be sustainable. Our plan is in place and and they're nervous because they know it's like if, if we have another 2008 type of event that that could create you know, significant problems. And so. So the, the conversation is more as like, OK, well, we know we can't really control what the economy does, but, you know, how can we plan to to be prepared if something like that happens? Because, you know, those kind of things you know, tend to you know to happen from time to time. And you have, you know, you have the downturns in the economy and they don't want to get caught, especially, you know, at the beginning of their retirement, because, you know, if they start taking money out of their accounts 
and their accounts are the values are down, then that becomes very problematic in terms of trying to make your money last. And I think that's really the biggest concerns that I hear. And so it's like, well, how can I navigate through this and be okay regardless of what the markets do? And that's where a lot of our conversations go. And, you know, and quite frankly, I mean, that's really the right, right place to be and the, and the right way to be thinking because you can't control the economy. And if you're retired and you're retiring in your mid-60s or maybe a little bit sooner or possibly just a, a little bit later, I mean, you're still looking at the likelihood of maybe 20, 25, maybe even 30 years in retirement. You know, you have to have a plan that's going to last through good times and in bad because when you go through, you know, several decades in retirement, you're going to have ups and downs in the market and the economy. And, and so forth. And your and your plan has to be a plan that can be sustainable through all of that, you know, through all the ups and downs, not just, you know, hoping that the things continue to go higher and higher and higher. I mean, hope's not a strategy and it's not realistic to think that, you know, that you're going to be, you know, in a place where everything is just, you know, peaches and cream for 20 or 30 years. There's going to be ups and downs and you got to have that plan in place. And really, that's the conversation that you need to be having if you're not already having it. Well, this is such an important topic to be discussing, and that's why we try and bring it to the forefront here on the podcast on the Retirement Roadmap, because we've got to balance our personal, small, micro issues with what's also happening in the financial landscape on that macro scale. And that's what we try to do here on the show and what Glenn will try and help you navigate when you come into the office and have a conversation about your plan. If you're new to the program and you would like to meet with Glenn or at least ask him some questions about something maybe going on in your financial life, if if you got questions about the podcast or something you heard on one of our shows, you can certainly reach out and ask those questions. Here's a couple of ways to get in touch. The old-fashioned way, pick up the phone, give a call to Glenn at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Set up a time to chat and maybe even come in and have a visit at the office there in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can also find Glenn online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. And just click on free consultation at the bottom of the page or check out the other great resources that are there on the site. Glenn, thanks so much for taking some time out to join us on this week's program, and we'll look forward to another great show next week. Very good, Walter. Take care. You do as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Hey, 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 hey.